welcome. This is episode number seven of the Business of Perfectionism and today I am switching it back up a little and we are getting right back into the nitty gritty of perfectionism. What it can look like, ways it can hold you back, the reasons and some of the ways it's actually stopping you from building the business or living the life that you want. Some of these things you might already see yourself doing, or maybe once we start chatting about them, it will become clear to you that you are, or maybe that you've done some of these things in the past. And very hopefully by us chatting about them today, I'm really hoping it will help prevent you from doing these things in the future, or just make you a little bit more aware um, of the ways you might be self-sabotaging or getting in your own way. And I just want to help you recognize when you're having these thoughts so that you can really look at them and look to change some of them right then and there. Before we jump into it, for those of you that are new around here, welcome. My name is Christy. I am a marketing and mindset coach and I help creative business owners overcome perfectionism so they can build the business of their dreams. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I am so incredibly passionate about this work. I have done and continue to do so much of the personal development and professional development on all of these things myself. I most definitely still find myself from time to time, time to time, slipping into that perfectionist mindset and really just end up getting in my own way. I end up frustrated because I think I know, I know better than this, which also really doesn't help, but it just really highlights how hard some of this work can be to do, especially by yourself. So it's really nice to find other people that think the same way that you do, um, you know, about perfectionism, know that you are not alone. It is very common, especially in women. Um, The growth is hard and it's messy. And sometimes the work can really feel harder than just living with the perfectionism mindset. But I promise you the the breakthroughs and the growth are so worth it. And so today I want to get back into perfectionism and really discuss some of the ways your perfectionist mindset might be working against you, uh, ways that could be holding you back, ways, uh, things that you can do to overcome that perfectionism um, or that fixed mindset and really start working towards that growth mindset. So let's jump in. I have here six ways your perfectionist mindset might be working against you. Number one is you spend too much time focusing on the small stuff, the things you feel really comfortable and confident and doing, and you can become so busy that you never actually get to the needle moving tasks. This is a great example of a of a perfectionist in procrastination. We like to feel busy and productive, uh, like we're always doing something. We're super busy um, with all of these little small things. It means that we have an excuse for not getting to the things that we actually need to be doing. So we can say things like, oh, I haven't received any inquiries yet, but that's because I've been focusing on working on XYZ rather than going out and actually getting the clients and spreading the word about your product or service or your business. So depending where you feel comfortable, it could be spending hours and hours trying to find the perfect shade of dusty pink for your branding instead of actually just writing a really great blog post or showing up online and actually selling your offer. So instead of actually making your website go live, you're spending all of this extra time finessing your about me page or you're obsessing over having the right copy on your sales page when really all you need to do is to launch the website. 
probably knowing that at this stage it's an MVP anyway. So if you don't know what that is, an MVP is a minimum, a minimal viable product, which is really just like the basic working version of whatever it is that you ideally want to create, but it's just enough to get you out there to start testing your offer, your service or your product. And then essentially you just build up from there. Perhaps you're spending hours on Instagram, just scrolling, engaging with other accounts, because no doubt you've heard that you need to engage with other accounts to grow your own account. But what also really needs to be done is you need to be creating your own content, building your own brand, sharing your voice, putting yourself out there and attracting the right people to you and your content and what you are all about. This is one that I am guilty of at times also. And honestly, sometimes I don't even realize that I'm doing it. I just get so wrapped up and carried away and immersed in what I'm doing that I sort of really have to catch myself out. Um, For example, I actually called myself this morning on this one. So this morning I actually got a notification from my Google My Business listing and it was telling me how many people had seen my business listing and clicked through to my website and it actually prompted me to go and look at the listing because I hadn't updated it in quite a while and before I knew it I was changing the cover photo, I was updating the logo, um, I used to publish information there quite frequently so any blog post and Instagram post that I did I would then also post to the Google My Business listing and then link back to the original source because obviously it then helps with your Google My Business listing which then also links back to your website so it's really quite good for SEO to keep this thing updated. However before I knew it I was deep in this Google My Business listing and I was there and I was like what am I doing? I actually don't need to be doing this right now. This is so not important. What I actually needed to be doing was recording this podcast episode. Um, This is something that's really important for me and my business at the moment. So I had to put the Google My Business listing aside. I put a note on my to-do list to take a look at it another time. And I actually got back to what it was that truly needed to be done. So really take a look at where you're spending your time. What are you always working on? How much time do you spend on that a day, a week, a month, and actually deciding if it's actually something that's a good use of your time. Is it necessary? And how is it actually bringing you any closer to your goals? Or are you just busy for the sake of being busy really? Number two is saying yes when you really want to say no. And I think we can all pretty safely say that we have all been here. Saying yes to something that you really want to say no to affects so many people. And as perfectionists, we're people pleasers. We don't want to upset anyone or let them down. We want to make them happy where we want to be accepted. And ultimately, we just kind of want to be liked. The thought of rejection or having someone annoyed or disappointed in us can be really hard to think about. So to avoid that feeling, we generally go out. Out of our way to ensure that it doesn't actually happen. So not only does this mean that you'll end up committing to doing a bunch of things that you probably don't want to do, it can also then lead to a lot of stress. It can make us feel even more overwhelmed and ultimately it just leads to burnout. And depending on the situation, uh, sometimes a little bit of resentment and frustration towards the task. 
Um, It could come up for you in a variety of different ways in your business. It could be taking on a client or some work or a new supplier that you really don't want to work with or that doesn't fit your brand. And ideally, you would just love to say no, but you're feeling that real sense of, I don't want to disappoint this person or I don't want to be rude and say no, even though you're not rude at all for saying no. Other people say no all the time. Think about all of the times someone has said no to you. It's just that real internal feeling for us perfectionists of really just never wanting to disappoint and really putting the happiness of others above our own, which is honestly a truly noble thing to do. But sometimes we really just have to say no when we really want to say no. It could also be a real scarcity mindset thing uh, mindset thing for you. So if you're saying yes to something that you want to say no to because you're afraid if you don't say yes, then there won't be another opportunity for you. Or uh, if you don't take this, then you'll be left with nothing. That could be something going on for you around that real scarcity mindset, which can also then lead to a lot of other things such as burnout. Um, I have honestly done this one a lot too, taking on clients that ultimately didn't fit me because I was afraid that if I said no to this client, then I wouldn't have any other clients and I wouldn't make any money. I had a whole lot of limiting beliefs swirling around too, you know, about not being good enough for my ideal client and just having to take what I could so that I could survive and make some money that honestly, it just led to me being really unhappy with what I was doing. I wasn't feeling motivated. I didn't have that fire in my belly and I was just going through the motions, just doing what I needed to, to get through and just praying that one day my ideal client would find me. Um, it's why I'm so, it's so important to get clear on what you want, the type of people that you want to work with, the type of work that you ultimately want to do, understanding what you're available for and what you're not available for, and really sticking to your guns on that one. Trusting that if you are doing the work, the right clients will find you and just becoming the type of person that says no when they want to say no and focusing on what you want. Number three is actually saying no when you really want to say yes. So a little bit different to the previous one. This one is a horrible feeling as well because it's really based around a lot of limiting beliefs, our own limiting beliefs. So you could be feeling a lot of self-doubt. Maybe you think you're not good enough. That's thoughts like, who am I to be doing this? Fear of saying or doing the wrong thing. Fear of being visible, of sharing your voice or your opinion. So saying no when you really want to say yes can come in a lot of different forms again. So you could be saying no to someone else. So maybe someone has approached you for a podcast interview or they want you to present a masterclass in a group program that they won or that they run um, as an example. But you say no because you freak out and you tell yourself that you're not ready. You convince yourself that you can't do it. You don't want to put yourself out there. You're afraid that you'll look like a fool or you're afraid that you won't be able to provide any real value, which is insane because this person has presented this opportunity to you because they believe in you. So, you know, you've, you know, they know that you've got what it takes. They see the value that the ad that you add and they want you to bring it to their audience. And if it's the right fit for you and for them, um, something 
something like this can be also really quite beneficial to your brand. So this is a really big one and definitely worth looking at what is actually holding you back. Saying no when you want to say yes could also be you saying no to yourself when what you really want to say is yes. You say no by not taking the action. You say no by telling yourself that you're not ready and you say no by procrastinating and avoiding the thing that's maybe actually going to make you a little bit uncomfortable. Saying no when you want to say yes is also your brain's way of quite simply keeping you safe. It tried, you know, it tried to tell you that because you're feeling fear around this thing that the answer is no, when in a lot of instances, the right thing to do is actually to say yes. I'm sure you have heard the saying, feel the fear and do it anyway. I definitely know that I am guilty of this one. In the past, I have been offered amazing opportunities. Um, this was obviously quite some time ago. I think now I... I really don't think I would say no. I think that I'm at that point now where in most instances, I will probably jump in and say yes and work it out along the way. However, you know, there was once upon a time where I was offered some great opportunities. They weren't big ones. They were just small ones to present to other audiences and to be involved in certain things. And I actually ended up saying no because as soon as it was sort of came up, it went through my mind. I was like, I can't do this. I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. You know, I don't have anything to share that anyone doesn't already know. And I completely talked myself out of it. Um, so if this is you, it's time to say yes, it's time to go all in and it's time to just make it happen and to back yourself. The fourth reason your perfectionist mindset is getting in your way is you're undercharging. And this is a big one for a lot of people, particularly perfectionists, because we're doubting if we're good enough and if we can really help people. And we have these insanely high expectations of ourselves. We generally undercharge for our services, or if you're working for someone else, you might accept a lower salary and not really ever fight for something a little bit more. Um, you know, there's no one size all when it comes to pricing. Um, and of course, the advice out there is to look at your offer and your services and put a dollar value based on the outcome and the transformation and the value that it brings to the other party. However, as perfectionists, we tend to undervalue what we do and therefore we end up undercharging. Um, it's really common for perfectionists to suffer with a lot of imposter syndrome as well. We think things like, who am I to be doing this? You know, sometimes you might even feel uncomfortable or guilty about your prices or speaking about them. And if someone asks you, you might even feel a bit awkward. It's all very common for perfectionists. Um, you might even feel like you are working and working and working, but you're just never getting to the income level that you really want. And it just becomes a cycle where you end up attracting more of these same clients that only want to pay you at that lower rate. And it just becomes really hard to break away from. Um, and it also, you know, depending on where you're at, I know for me once upon a time, you know, it was quite, I guess, damaging to my self-esteem. And I really then, because I was 
charging so little, um, I then really sort of began to, I guess, put some of my self-worth around how much I was charging, which is completely wrong, of course, but you know, it does sort of all circulate around there on that self-esteem and how much we think we're worth and how much value we think we actually bring to the table. So depending on your industry, um, I am a huge fan of pricing your services as packages. So moving away from that hourly rate and giving a cost per project, remembering that people aren't paying you for your time. They're paying you for the value and the experience and the expertise that you bring. But of course, this is just generic advice. Um, And of course, if you would like something more specific to your business, it's best discussed separately with someone that can help you specifically on your situation within your industry. So please don't take this as financial advice. Number five, is you're focusing solely on strategy and then changing that strategy as soon as it doesn't appear to be working. Um, As perfectionists, we love to do things, quote unquote, the right way or what we think is the right way. So we have a really hard time when we feel like we're doing something um, and it's not working or we're not getting the results that we want right now. We can also be a little bit impatient. We tend not to enjoy the journey and we just want to make it to the destination. So when we're working towards things using one strategy and it's been a few weeks and we haven't got the results that we want yet, we can tend to jump ship and we want to try something new. And then when that doesn't work, we try something new again. And yes, of course, trying new strategies and approaching things differently is actually quite a good thing to do. But when you haven't really given something a real red hot crack, you aren't even giving it time to even start working. It could be something like saying, you know, something like you're going live on Instagram once a week and then you do it once or twice, but no one shows up and you think, well, that doesn't work. And then you throw in the towel on that. But really, depending on the size of your audience, it can be quite hard to pull a crowd to start, but eventually people will start to come. And the views after the live generally are more than that of the live itself, no matter how many people you have there. So maybe it's actually a great strategy and you just need to give it time. Um, that might actually not be the best example for perfectionists, um, because I know so many of us don't love um, going on video just yet, but I'm sure you get what I mean anyway. Uh, strategy is important. Yes. But if you're a perfectionist, there is also so much mindset work that needs to be done too. And often it's not the strategy that's not working. So really take a look at if you have really gone all in. So you mapped out your strategy. You said you were going to do XYZ weekly, but are you? Are you showing up for yourself and your business daily or are you procrastinating, spending heaps of time on the small things and never getting to the needle moving things? Are you spending hours and hours on Instagram, but never actually creating the content yourself? Are you selling? This is a really big one that I see all the time. And I too am guilty of this. You know, are you actually selling? Do people know what your offer is? Do they know how they can work with you? Do they book you? Can they engage you to work with them? Um, You know, it doesn't have, it, it can't happen once. You need to tell people on a very consistent basis how they can work with you. Um, you know, so are you actually selling your offer or are you just providing people with a really aesthetically beautiful Instagram feed that doesn't really show who you are and what you do? 
So before you jump into rewriting your strategy, really take a look at if you've actually gone all in on your current one or not, and do that before you decide to try something new. Learn to enjoy the journey, reflect on what you've achieved, what you've completed, become the type of person that follows through when you say that you're going to do something and never forget the mindset work. And lastly, number six is you're not showing up as yourself or you're showing up as a watered down version of yourself, perhaps the version of you that you think people want so that you'll fit in or that you think you'll have more chances of being liked. Um, Let's be honest, most people don't love the feeling of being rejected um, by others and perfectionists are absolutely no exception to this. And in a lot of instances, without even really knowing or realizing, we take it to a whole new level. I know a lot of perfectionists have trouble showing up online at all, especially in video. We feel like because we're not naturals in front of the camera, um, it'll be seen as a weakness. So we decide that until we're really good at it, we just avoid it altogether. And of course, the problem with this is that to become really good at something, generally we have to practice. So we have to keep putting ourselves out there, but instead we're putting it off because We're not natural. We don't want to be seen to be trialing and flailing. um, So we'd just rather not do it at all. You might have even noticed it in the workplace or with certain people in your social circle. You know, do you act differently around some people? Um, And without even realizing your behavior can start to change or the way that you speak can change. If you're running an online business, perhaps there's someone that you really look up to and admire. You see all of the amazing things that they're doing and you think consciously or unconsciously that to have the same level of success as them, um, that you need to be more like them and you begin to take that on um, and you project that online in hopes of building that same success. The problem, of course, with this is that it's exhausting. Energetically, it doesn't fit you. And whether you know it or not, I think most people will probably probably unconsciously see, hear and feel it also. We can feel when someone is being inauthentic or we can feel when they're being authentic, when we're getting the most real vibrant version of that person. And honestly, you'll just start to gain more momentum. You'll build a stronger audience when you truly step into showing up as yourself. It is so easy to be influenced by what others are doing online, especially by those that you love and admire. But now more than ever, people just want you to be you. Uh, This all fits right back into that people pleasing, that fear of judgment and rejection and the shame we allow ourselves to feel when for whatever reason we think that someone doesn't like us and we make it mean something about us when in fact it actually has nothing to do with us at all. Most of the time, we don't even know if someone really likes us or not. We're just making assumptions based on our own limiting beliefs and thinking about ourselves the way that we view ourselves, which of course is not necessarily a true reflection at all on what others think. And what others think of us really doesn't matter anyway. And actually, that reminds me of the opening line in Jay Sheedy's book, um, Think Like a Monk. I'm pretty sure I have mentioned it on here before, but it actually, um, it says something like, I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. It was something close to that anyway, but it's all around how our identities are wrapped up in what we think that other people think about us, yet we really have no way of knowing. 
Anyway, I won't go um, too much further into that, but a watered down or altered version of you is not going to see you through. You know, it's exhausting and it probably won't work anyway. The best thing that you can do is just to be yourself and attract the right people to you. And I know that was quite a lot. However, to recap, the six ways your perfectionist mindset is working against you. Number one, you spend too much time focusing on the small stuff. Number two, you say yes when you really want to say no. Number three, you say no when you really want to say yes. Number four, you're undercharging. Number five, you're focusing solely on strategy and then changing that strategy as soon as it doesn't appear to be working. And number six is you're not showing up as yourself. And of course, there is obviously so many more ways perfectionism is likely getting in your way um, or in the way of you achieving your dream. And there's so many more examples I could give you. Um, I think I mentioned at the start that I am guilty of almost each and every one of these in the past. Sorry, not almost of each and every one of these. Uh, Some I still fall into here and there are others that I feel like I'm really aware of now and I'm quite good at avoiding. Um, But of course, you know, it's a constant it's a constant thing. It's something that I'm always working on. Um, I love personal development and I know that this is a lifetime, a lifelong commitment. So I love all of this stuff. I love speaking about it. I love learning about it and I love putting it into practice too. So if you did enjoy today's episode, I would be so forever grateful if you could please head into the Apple podcast app and please do leave me a a review. Uh, Let me know what you love most about this podcast, the topics that you love hearing about, so I can really focus on bringing you more of the content that you actually want to hear. And of course, if you are on Instagram, please come over and connect with me. My handle is just at Christy Pask. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y-P-A-S-K. And I, of course, would love to hear from you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me again today. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week. See you then.